because I do like Casper a whole lot as character. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Film Find, the greatest movie podcast ever. Assuming you've never listened to a movie podcast before, I'm your host, Adam Porches, and we're back yet again, and I'm joined, as always, by Matt Smith. Hey, everybody, I'm here. I'm on the other side. Something might be going on with my connection. I don't know. I don't know. You sound fine over here. I hear you now. Okay. I sound okay on your end? No, you sound perfectly fine. Okay, then I'm here. Maybe I came in super hot, maybe crazy. I don't know. No, that's fine. I, I think maybe I just, uh, I don't know. You what? fucked it up for all of us. Well, that's the end of the show, everybody. See you next week. <laughs> we are we're here, and uh, we're going to talk. We have a big show for you today, as we do every week, doggone it. Oh, uh, yeah. We have three new release reviews that we're going to get into in depth, but guess what? No, no, we've got more than that. We have at least six movies that came out in theaters this weekend or roundabouts there. That we're going to talk about. I thought it was maybe five. Well, you got what now? I just have the one. Well, you got one. I got one. We got three. That's, that's five. five. Okay. So we got five. New release, At least uh, five. I feel like I may have saw things. something else that I don't remember. We'll think about it. I don't know. We'll think about it. <laughs> I'm not a wise man. Um, we'll figure it out. Me no do him good at math. <laughs> I think everyone knows me no read. Me no do math. So it's all these things. Uh, so we're. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, All right. So today we're going to be covering. Um, I got to remember, this is tough to remember because all these movies are not stellar. And that's why you listen to this program to find out what to watch and what to fucking ignore. And we may have a couple of ignores this week <laughs> and a couple of watches, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but so in depth, we'll be talking about uh, Agent 40, Hitman, Agent 47. I know you've all been clamoring for the past, what, 10 years. I want another Hitman movie. Oh, wait, you haven't been doing that? That's right. No one did. Uh, but yet they've decided to give us one for some odd reason. So we're going to be talking about that. Uh, we're also going to be talking about American Ultra. Um, the new movie from a person that I can't pronounce their name and I don't remember that they, they did project X. I think we talked yeah. about that, uh, Nemo, which whatever I don't think is. either one of us saw. No, no. So we don't know. And what I that definitely is. did not go and see it to do this review. <laughs> I want to be a completist. No, thank you. Uh, and we also saw, um, Sinister two this time, not directed by, uh, Scott Deckerson produced by and co-written by him and, um, and, uh, mass worm from, uh, formerly of ain't it cool news. Um, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that and uh, our kind of thoughts on the first Sinister leading into this movie and all that kind of good jazz. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we'll talk about those things and more. Speaking of and more, Matt, what have you been watching this week, sir? Uh, well, let me uh, pull up the, the actual details on this thing. Uh, pull up I the talk deets. To you about it while I'm doing that. So uh, I, I went to, or, yeah, I went to see this movie uh, called Phoenix. Um which is a it's a German drama. The story uh, of Charles by, Barkley. <laughs> yes. 
No, it's uh, it's so it's by this uh, German director. His name is uh, Christian Petzold, who um, really in the past uh, like ten fifteen years has been one of my favorite filmmakers in the world, and and kind of one of the premier filmmakers internationally coming out of Germany, um, and stars of course uh, his frequent collaborator and one of the best actresses of our lifetime, uh, Nina Haas who is uh, just simply incomparable. Um, I actually don't know if you haven't, if you have not watched uh, a lot of contemporary German cinema, uh, what you would know Nina Haas from. Um, I just know she's heir to the Haas Avocado Empire. That's as much (laughs) as I know. It's Haas with an O. All right. Um, Fair enough. (laughs) Swing and a miss, Portress. Good uh, job. Damn it, Portress. Um, Well, you know, she she had a role in uh, in a Most Wanted Man that came out last year. The the adaptation of the John Le Carre uh, novel with uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, right? Mm -hmm. The spy thriller. She was in that, um, and she was in Homeland in one episode that might be what people know her from, but really she's known for like German cinema, um, predominantly her work with Christian Petzold. Um, in any case, this movie, uh, is, um, so basically what it's about is this, uh, woman, uh, survives the concentration camps, uh, of world war two. Um, she has to have facial reconstruction surgery, and is rendered unrecognizable, uh, like, you know, perfectly fine, but her face doesn't look like it used to. Right. right. Um, and she's searching through Berlin, uh, to find her husband, um, who may or may not have betrayed her to the Nazis. Uh, when she finds him, that's when things really get going because he doesn't recognize her, of course, cause her face looks different. Um, and he comes up with a scheme to get her to play his wife so that he can collect uh, her inheritance because there's no proof that she's that she died in the camps. Right. Hmm. Um, so it ends up playing a little bit uh, like a riff on Hitchcock's Vertigo. Right. This kind of obsessive uh, identity um, formulation, uh-huh. uh, if you will. Um but uh it's it's just really really good uh all of the performances are fantastic it's it's got some twists and turns the ending is uh like simply fantastic she's a uh in her pre-war life she was a a well-known cabaret singer and um the the film ends with just like her performing a song uh not in, in like live in front of an audience or anything but just by herself uh with her husband there who still hasn't recognized her and uh the end of this movie is just like devastating and beautiful um and it, it's great uh so uh the other thing of note for this is uh this is also uh co-written by German uh, documentary predominantly filmmaker um, Harun Faraki, who died last year. Um, So this is like his last produced uh, work. He co-wrote the screenplay with Petzold, which he had collaborated with him before. Um, But uh, if you haven't looked at anything that Harun Faraki's ever done, uh, his documentaries are really amazing and not at all like you want, you might expect a documentary to be like. A lot of his stuff has to do with um, forms of surveillance and uh, 
warfare technology and things like that and how images uh, are related to warfare in that way. Hmm. Um, but it, it plays out in a really kind of distinct style that is not talking heads necessarily. A lot of his stuff purposefully has uh, – Phoenix is nothing like this. I'm just talking about Haroon Faraki at this point. A lot of his films have um, kind of bland, affectless narration so that somebody sounds like Ben Stein in Ferris Bueller when they're narrating. Uh, kind of so that you're mainly paying attention to the, like what is being said in like a very mundane way, right? It's a very purposeful approach to, to what he's doing. Um, but anyway, uh, going back to this movie, I, I highly recommend it. It's out in theaters now. Uh, you said it opened up in Charlotte or it is opening in Charlotte this weekend. Yeah, I think, um, I think it opened this week. I just, uh, I, I so didn't realize that was a thing. So it's trickling out there. I think it's also, it's not available on demand. I checked it because, uh, I was going to try to just, uh, get it via iTunes or something if it, if it was, but I had to go to the theater, watch it, uh, just for a time crunch. Um, I was trying to get it here. So it is in theaters. It's worth your time. Uh, I think of anything that came out, uh, within the past couple of weeks, uh, that is out this week. This one is my recommendation for this show. Hmm. Like, like see Phoenix. It's really amazing. It's not that long. It's only about 90-something minutes, 98 minutes, uh, somewhere around in there, I think, is the official runtime. And uh, if you're not familiar with Nina Haas, man, you have got to get on board with her. She is just fucking amazing. Um, oh, she she's in a movie, actually, on Netflix right now uh, that's pretty good. It's a, it's a German film, of course, uh, about a small group of uh, female vampires. It's called... Uh, we are the night. So check that out. Um, yeah. Anyway, so Phoenix is my big thumbs up recommendation. I know that shit's trademark. Don't report me uh, for this week. See Phoenix. I'm sorry. I was busy reporting your trademark. God damn it. Don't get Ebert's fucking widow on me, man. <laughs> Ebert's ghost is going to come and fuck you up, son. <laughs> that is such a joke. That is not a, even an inside joke on the show right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, maybe um, he might give you ghost. Give me ghost, ghost lymph phone. I, lymph we, we, unfortunately, I we unfortunately we were not recording during that. So otherwise, anyway. that would have been on the end of the show. Um, we had a great talk about ghost aids, everybody. <laughs> anyway, anyway, email us at here movie podcast no, the film find at gmail dot com. We'll uh, we'll tell you about that. <laughs> Any, anyway, what? Phoenix, see this shit. Uh, what about you, brother? What'd you see? Uh well I saw uh one of the uh, I'm I'm a big fan of the uh, ESPN 30 for 30 uh, documentaries and even if you're not a sports person uh, most of these documentaries I think are very relatable to just about anybody if you mm-hmm. dig docs I think you'll dig these things because they're not always about sports per se the sports surround the things that they're talking about uh they they are the kind of scene with which they are set but they are not necessarily even about that um. But I saw uh, the uh, the thirty for thirty. I hate Christian Lautner. Now, uh, full disclosure here: uh, the guy who directed this is a personal friend of mine. Uh, he has gotten me work before, so I can't say. Uh, yeah, not that I would, but um, and and not that I'm going to say anything bad about this movie. Or, and and but if it was, I'd, I'd I'd say it was you know whatever. But um, and no, it's good. Uh, it's a good. Uh, so Christian Lautner was kind of the. Uh, um, Everybody knows Duke basketball, and you know that's one thing that Duke is really good at. They're not really great at football, but they're damn good at basketball, and uh, you know the whole kind of Coach K era and all that shit. 
and uh, no one epitomized, uh, you know, Duke basketball uh, more than Christian Laudner. He was just this, you know, kind of preppy white kid uh, who was damn fucking good. He was a damn good basketball player, and he was just one of those guys that most people just really love to hate. And, you know, he kind of reveled in a lot of the hate and stuff, but this kind of goes in his life and uh, talks a little bit about the things that you might not necessarily know because, you know, coming from Duke, you know, everybody, it's the, you know, kind of Ivy League of the South, if you will. Uh, And so, you know, you think, oh, people that come from Duke all come from money and stuff. Well, he really didn't come from that, you know, that kind of, you know, high. He was kind of like a lower middle class, if that. Uh, background and everything, his relationship growing up with his brother that kind of informed, uh, you know, not only how he played basketball, but kind of how he lived. He did have a very kind of uh, fuck you attitude with a lot of stuff, but he was damn good. And it tracks his kind of uh, career through uh, through playing with Duke and everything uh, onto the professional uh, circuit a little bit and stuff. But just kind of talks about him and a little bit about characters that are kind of like him and some of the stuff that he got, you know, may have gotten away with, and I would say did get away with, uh, mostly because he, you know, is, you know, the kind of token boy of, uh, of of Duke basketball. And that, you know, if that were another player, it wouldn't have gotten away with that. He played with uh, he played with Grant Hill and stuff uh, back back when Grant Hill played for Duke and, and whatnot. And they were like, you know, the hilarious part was, is like, we all got these uh, reputations for being these rich boys from Duke, but the only person who actually came from money was Grant Hill. <laughs> Everybody else was not, was, you know, middle class at best. Grant Hill was the one that came for money. Um, but, uh, no, it's a very interesting documentary about a guy that, like, I, I mean, I, did, I knew of the name but wasn't super familiar. I'm not, like, a real – I'm not a basketball fan anyways. I'm more of a football guy, but I don't even like college sports, be it football, basketball, whatever. I, I'm more of a pro sports guy uh, and mostly football at that point. But, um, like I said, these documentaries, even if it's not necessarily your bag, they're always a good thing to uh, to watch, and so many of them are available on Netflix. So, um uh, Always a recommendation there. Uh, I also got the chance to go out and see a uh, special screening here in Charlotte of Call Me Lucky, uh, where uh, director Bobcat Goldthwaite was actually in attendance. Uh, this is a documentary that had been kind of gestating for them for uh, quite some time. Uh, Bobcat at one point wanted to do it as a as like an actual narrative, but it could never really, you know, it never really happened. And just before his death, um, Robin Williams basically was just like, "Dude, why don't you, you know, do this as a just a documentary and actually help and gave some sort of seed money and stuff to help start this." But it's about a comedian named Barry Crimmins who was uh, most people don't know, but like a lot of uh, a lot of comedians kind of really cite him as being, you know. One of the big kind of guys. He started pr- practically just started the Boston comedy scene and everything. Uh, yeah. Real political uh, satirist type guy. Right up your fucking alley for sure. <laughs> no, I, I've uh, seen some of his stuff. But, or heard some of the things recounted about him. Uh, anybody, if you listen to comedy podcasts, you've heard about this guy. Yeah, yeah, and he was on he was on Marin's show, uh, kind of promoting it not too awful long ago. Mm-hmm. But a uh, very interesting guy. Very kind of outspoken. Very uh, curmudgeon in a lot of ways, but has a lot of a lot of things to say about government and society and stuff. I mean, and you know, a lot of stuff very, very fucking valid, <laughs> no doubt there. Uh, but uh, you know, just a guy who never really quite got the biggest amount of due that he had. Uh, but we go back, and you know, this is not really a spoiler per se because the movie's kind of about that. Uh, but we find out at one point. I, I don't want to say that the anger spurred from this place, but it certainly didn't fucking help. Uh, but we find out later that you know, as a child, he was actually raped. And it goes into, you know, kind of what that would be, uh, you know, just kind of his his story 
at that point, just how he survived and what got him to this point in his uh, investigation uh, into like things of like AOL because AOL was just kind of going on at the time and they were making a ton of money off of uh, these people who were like in chat rooms and stuff exchanging pictures. And this is the down, this is the you know 56k days, right? Right. And so you were paying by the minute to be online. So AOL was making money hand over fist because these people are downloading you know kitty porn files and shit, just mostly pictures because obviously that was the type of you know time of which that it was and uh his a uh, lot of this movie is also about you know kind of his uh crusade against that and against you know people that would do these heinous things and everything and uh but it, it's a very interesting film uh as as heavy as the subject matter is a lot of times it's also it's also a very funny movie uh there's a lot of really funny stuff in it and uh if if you don't know who this guy is you'll get a very good interesting uh look at that and uh Bobcat's first kind of foray into uh documentary uh you know filmmaking he's done of course many stand-up specials as well as his narrative films and whatnot but his mm-hmm. first kind of foray into documentaries uh he's he said I'm probably going to take a, <laughs> a bit off from documentaries for a little bit he's like I got it's like if I do it's like I got to do a movie about a talking duck just to you know kind of wipe all this <laughs> cuz it's some heavy shit yeah. Uh no doubt, but uh it's a it's a great movie um and uh it it brings up some interesting subjects and and things that need to be talked about quite frankly. And and you know are kind of very much put off to the side and stuff uh between you know just you know sexual and uh, you know violent abuse and things like that. Uh, things that need to be brought up. I mean they're not always comfortable subjects, but you know they need to be explored and you know people need to realize that hey, there's somebody out there that's you know willing to help you, that's willing to listen and not judge and shit like that. And so uh but overall a very good movie. Uh thoroughly enjoyed it. So uh uh, thumbs up for that one. Oh shit! No, here comes Scott. All right, uh, <laughs> but other than that, um, not much else. We just been spending boatloads of time in the theater. Uh, so let us uh, let's begin. Let's begin with if I can pull up the fucking thing. At I don't know where it's at. Hold on. What? 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 Trying to figure it out, man. I may have closed that window. I think I did, like a jackass. Oh god. Let's talk about what? So we can't who- listen to the wow. <laughs> Yeah, the Agent 47 trailer. The, well, I closed that weird, it. like uh, the the really shitty Jimi Hendrix ripoff. It's a bad score. Well, uh, the whole thing is, pretty... and then a bad song that was also incorporated into it. First of all, that version of the song is bad. Do not say that that song is bad because that song, the song itself, is good. The Jimi Hendrix song is great. Oh, well, I mean, that's not even really the song they're doing. It's just that they use that riff. Oh, the, oh no, the it's in there. I'll fucking play it for you. Here's the trailer for Agent... the whole fucking version in there? It's not the whole fucking version. It's a shitty version of that. Here's the trailer. Oh, God. Why don't we start with your name? 47. That's not a name. No, but it is mine. What exactly are you? An assassin. And you're here to kill who? You should really let me go. Last time I checked, you're the one locked in here with me, and I'm the one with the gun. Oh, Mr. Sanders, you're locked in here with me. And you just brought me mine.
Look, I know this is going to sound strange, because it is. He's an engineered human being. Stronger. Faster. More intelligent than normal people. They're called agents. What does any of this have to do with me? Your father started the agent program. He knows their weakness. You're the key to finding your father. the trailer for Hitman Agent 47, mm. our first new release review of the week. Here's the IMDb plotline. As we know, IMDb always 100% correct in everything they say and or do. An assassin teams up with a woman to help her find her father and uncover the mysteries of her ancestry. Way to dumb it down, IMDb. I mean, not that this is much heavier than that, but still. Uh, this is directed by uh, Alexander Bach, Bach, Buch, Bach. Sure, why not? Uh, he's directed nothing you know. Uh, he's directed nothing, according to IMDb. <laughs> and uh, it's written by uh, Skip Woods and Michael uh, Finch. Skip Woods, who uh, brought us the glory of this uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine, <laughs> brought us the other Hitman movie, oddly enough. Uh, the A-Team, I never saw the A-Team. The A-Team is awesome. Was that, that good? Is this guy's like one good movie. Swordfish Sabotage was is, fair. Swordfish is okay. Sabotage is all right, but it's underwritten. Uh, it needs like something else. It's got, it's one of the uh, host governator Arnold performances where Arnold's kind of wasted. Uh, Who did that? It. Was it was that a Wonka or David Ayer? Oh, hmm. yeah, it's okay. Um, but the A team is like the one thing Skip Woods has written that's like worth a shit. Yeah, uh, Good Day to Die Hard was not good. <laughs> no. And uh, the other guy, uh, fucking Michael, Fitt, like he's he did like Predators, which wasn't good, but it wasn't. I guess maybe terrible. No, I like Predators. I didn't see November Man. I heard mixed. Um, In any case, uh, Skip Woods, not amazing. Um, Doesn't have exactly what we'll call a a sterling track record. And I think that that track record continues to hold up, sir. Well, I'd say so, too. This is starring uh, Rupert Friend, uh, Hannah Ware, Zachary Quinto, Syrian Hines, and uh, a couple other people. Um, And Angela Baby. Who what now? Angela Baby. I don't know. As who, well. I don't know who that is. It's, it is, <laughs> it's, it's the Asian, uh, like agent well, Asian... facilitator person, but her actual stage name is. Oh Angela my good. Fuck off with that. My name is the handlebar mustache. <laughs> Angela Baby, son. Angela Baby, handlebar mustache. Uh, Whatever. No, uh, look. Um, so this is based off of the video game. This is the second movie in a franchise that nobody asked for. Yeah. Well, and it, and it's weird because, uh, have you played the Hitman games? I played a little. Played, I played them, a, like, not extensively, but I enjoy them the, the times that I've played them. Yeah. 
what's good about them is you actually sneaking around the environment and setting up stuff. What's shitty about them is their story, which is why they're not the focus of any of it. Right. Um, it's, it's the, like, how do I get across this without, like, people noticing that I'm doing the nefarious things with which I'm doing as a spy agent hitman? Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, I'm going to dress up in suits and I'm going to kill people and bring them off and put them in the shadows and shit and all that kind of stuff. There is always a narrative in these games, but but the game is much more of a task oriented, goal oriented thing as opposed to telling a story. Right. Yeah, it's a mission of how like cool can you do what you Mm -hmm. do. And I think that that translates uh, to how shitty the movies are um, because there's not a story here, right? There, there, I mean, there's not one that could even conceivably ever work for a movie version of this. Well, I mean, here's the idea. Like, I mean, as far as like a, a, a an idea for an overall film, let's just let's take the hitman aspect out of it. Yeah, it's not it's not a terrible idea per se, but it's kind of boring. So, you know, so the hitmen are like, so Agent 47, he's the 47th. I'm going by, I'm not, you know, I don't know the intense story of the game. So if anyone has played the games and I'm getting them wrong, don't think I'm pulling from that. I'm pulling from this fucking movie. I would almost guarantee you that most people who love these games would not give a shit. I know that I'm fairly certain myself I'm hedging my bets. Uh, <laughs> but so he's like, you know, 47th in the line of these assassins. He's like the great one or whatever. Uh, he's, he's the Wayne Gretzky of fucking uh, uh, hitmen or whatever. He's doing a great job at what he does. And, and they apparently all look the same, even though he looks nothing like Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> but in any case, <laughs> uh, who was never right for that role to begin with. But um, no. so. I guess like the creator or whatever of the like serum or whatever. Just think super soldier serum, if you will. That's the easiest way I can tell it to people mm-hmm. that recognize it nowadays. And I'm so glad that that's a thing where I can just say super soldier serum and the world knows what the fuck I'm talking about now. Do you know how glorious that is? Fucking 10 years ago, I couldn't have said that. And they'd be like, is it what now? It's so fun. Uh, <laughs> so basically, it's a super soldier serum that makes these guys fucking amazing. They're faster. They're smarter. They're stealthier. They're all these kinds of shit and whatever. And uh, so this guy, uh, like the dude who was like kind of making them or whatever, didn't he get killed off or something? Uh, yes. Something like that. And his daughter apparently is somebody that, you know, got injected with some of the shit. And apparently she's like the top notch thing or whatever, but nobody knows about not even her. Mm-hmm. Um and so uh, they, they go out. Does he get an order to kill her? Uh, this movie is just, it's boring, so I can't remember a lot of it. Uh, it is, so she's like the sleeper agent, basically, right? Like, yeah. who has no fucking clue. She's been searching for her father. Uh, everybody else is searching for her father because he is the only person who knows this formula. Um, and they're trying to use her to get to him. Motherfucker's right? got the to, secret to for down. Coke. Um. It doesn't even matter, though. No, it doesn't. Like, like, uh, there are a couple of decent action concepts in this movie that aren't executed particularly well, um, but somehow manage to be watchable. Yeah. And and outside of that, there ain't much going on. Uh, Rupert Friend, who is an okay actor, he's on Homeland... Uh, and he's good in that, and I, I like him in that, um, is given nothing to do because uh, Agent 47 is a 
boring fucking character. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, it's like you're gonna you're gonna base your movie around a character who basically, uh, due to how it's you know fucking designed, has no character. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's almost uh, like, he ain't like, Han Solo. You know what I mean? You almost need, I think, to make this franchise work as a non-video game property. You almost have to make him the the bad guy that is coming after a main character. Yeah. No, you're right? not wrong. Like, like you almost have to make it that. Um, and then maybe they twist, turn him at the end or something. Something. I don't know. But, but uh, you know, the most effective point that, of course, gets ruined in the trailer anyway. Or it's a double cross. It, is that, you know, he's coming after that woman. Yeah. Right? Like, like, when he is the guy who's the unstoppable badass who is coming for you, the formula sort of works storytelling wise in this movie, but after that, not so much. No. And, and here's the thing, like the action, like the action can go from like decent to kind of sloppy. Yeah. And which is terrible because it's done by the same guys who did the action in John wick, Mm -hmm. which doesn't make any fucking sense to me because the action in that was tremendous. Well, you know, the thing about action sequences and stunt work, too, is, like, you have to have both a director, uh, either for your primary or secondary unit, whoever's doing the shooting of those action sequences, right? It's typically your secondary unit. Um, But, you know, that just depends on if there are stars in the shot versus not stars in the shot, right? Um, And this movie had none of those things. No. uh, When Zachary Quinto's your big name... But, but I like know, Zachary Quinto, but, but still, stunt work has to do with uh, if your first or second unit director is any good, yeah, and and knows what they're doing, and whether or not your cinematographer is any good and knows what they're doing. And I would say that in this movie, neither one of those uh, like requirements were hit. Right? No. Uh, at least um, John Wick had the benefit of of the stunt coordinator being the director. Yeah. Like that was his fucking cap and trade. So he like, Mm -hmm. he knew his shit and he had been working on like actually shooting those things, uh, somewhat uncredited, right. With the second unit for a long time for Keanu Reeves. So he even knew about how to shoot the stuff. Yeah. So, so he knew what looked good and he knew how to do it. I don't think this guy, uh, knows a single fucking thing, Alexander Bach, about how to shoot anything. Um, judging off of this movie, which is apparently his only credited directorial thing. Which, by the way, um, proves that if you are a white male, you can literally just be hired for no fucking reason to direct, to direct a big action movie in Hollywood. Uh Without oh come on! He probably blew somebody. Else. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm saying, right? Like, uh, if you're, if the standby of like not hiring people of color and not hiring foreign directors and not hiring women to direct big action movies is that they aren't qualified because you know they haven't directed that shit before. Uh, neither have uh, most people who've ever directed this shit, and this guy probably should never have been given this job. He's Polish. I, I understand it, and and I know that the movie is shot in Europe, and it's gotten it's probably half financed by foreign tax credits. That's all yeah. cool. That is how Luke Besson makes literally every movie these days. Um, At least his movies make money. 
<laughs> his movies make money. This thing and... only made eight million this weekend, and that's and, I, it. Doesn't say what the budget is, but uh, and I have good. to say I have more faith in the uh, post TV series adaptation slash fourth entry in the film franchise of the Transporter than I did going into this thing. Ooh, that's gonna I have be more faith that's coming. in that fucking shit. That's coming, baby. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh man, I'm, I may eat my words. I'm just saying. I have more faith in it mm. because at least I know like the production team knows how to turn some shit around. It doesn't always happen. <laughs> See the taken sequels, for example, or transporter two, but at least I know they know what they're doing because, of, because of things that have happened around those films, right? <laughs> this guy, no fucking clue. I just got a great idea. <laughs> Uh, well, please do share. This is terrible. Don't let me just hate on this fucking. This is guy. terrible. This is great. This is great. Uh-huh. We, we need. We need to. Luke Besson needs to start a whole new franchise. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is awful. I'm gonna go ahead and say it's awful. And what I'm and I'm a bad person. But whatever. I think it's funny. Okay. We we'll hit it, man. We take we take the taken thing in a in a new turn. Black taken. We call it gotten. Got got, and then he goes after. We need some Michael Jai White goes through plays in like an old retired man. It's basically just taken, <laughs> but with Michael Jai White. I want to see that. Denzel put him in there. He was in. Uh, he was in. Uh, uh, what do you call it there? Equalizer. Equalizer, which was great. Yeah, I love the shit out of that movie. That was fun. Yeah, okay, let's that was, do that. That was let's, a fun blast. Let's do God. It might as it might as well. Well, let's be honest. The Equalizer pretty much was it was was taken uh yes. but it was different but he it was good have a particular set of skills and he it was and good he did get that girl back. that makes me want to watch that movie again that movie was better <laughs> than this and that wasn't even like a it wasn't a tremendous movie but it was better than this piece of garbage what's great about the equalizer uh for those of you who missed that review when we did it um oh it's out there or uh, yeah there we talk about this movie but what's great about it is that it's almost three entirely separate movies crammed into one <laughs> One hour and fifty minute movie. They don't even because care. there there are three different vengeance narratives that take place in the movie. One after the sequentially. It's not even concurrent, right? They're not. He's like, I'm gonna take care of this bit. <laughs> I'm gonna take care of this bit, and I'm gonna take care of this bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's great. You're getting Credits. three movies <laughs> in the length of one movie, and all of them work separately. They could be serialized as like thirty five minute little uh mini movies and i'd watch them every fucking day let's make Uh, that happen anyway that's it uh so Uh, so, two just go ahead and fucking ignore this movie our review of agent 47 is uh watch the equalizer watch yeah that's our review go watch the equalizer it ain't great but it's better than this here's the trailer for american ultra let's jump into this shit while we can What's up? I really appreciate you doing this for me. This is some serious proposal like wedding type shit you're doing. Oh, man. Phoebe is going to love this. Yo, sensitive nigga, bitch. Well, I love her. You got to give it all when you love like that, you know what I'm saying? Want to drop some acid? Go inside the titty bar? No, it's 8.15 in the morning. Oh, my God. My internet has just taken a shit and it's not loading. <laughs> uh, That's hilarious. Okay. Here it is. Cherry Progressive, listen. Mandelbrot set is in motion. Echo Choir has been breached. Is that a lyric from something? Fuck. Hey, stop. 
Stop doing shit to my car. Awesome. They had guns and knives and they were being like total dicks. Did you call the cops? No, I didn't call the police because I have like a lot of weed and like mushrooms in my car. How the fuck did this happen? I don't know, but I'm like freaking out all over the place, babe. I have a lot of anxiety about this. Oh, I'm sorry. Drop it! Agent Howell has been activated. He killed two operatives with a spoon, sir. A fucking spoon? We're terminating asset Howell. Are you fucking insane? Oh, language. Something very weird is happening to me. I keep killing people. There's a chance I may be a robot. You are not a robot. I ain't trying to get neuralized. Uh-uh, my nerr This guy is a trained killer. We made him. He's a security risk. So you're gonna blow up a town. Catch! No, help me. I'm going to save my girlfriend. recognize that now as like a faux pas all right that was a trailer for american ultra our second new release review of the week here's the ind plot line Ugh. a stoner who is in fact a government agent is marked as a liability and targeted for extermination but he's too well trained and too high for them to handle <laughs> this is um directed by uh, nimna nurashdia sure uh, written by Max. What did you just say? I don't know. That's his name. Nima Nurizadeh is what I would go with. All right, then. That's why they don't hire me to do this stuff. <laughs> I don't care. We definitely don't get paid. Starring Jersey Erzenberg. Jersey Erzenberg. <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg, Kristen Stewart, Connie Britton, John Leguizamo, Topher Grace, Walton Goggins, Bill Pax, and Tony Hale, and a handful of others. Not Bill Pax, and you just did the... I did the old classic, didn't I? You did, you did the old classic Jessica Chastain. The old Dallas. classic Jessica. Bill Pullman's like, you piece of shit. Just because you haven't seen me in 15 fucking years doesn't mean you got to shit on me like that for the five fucking minutes I'm in this film. Fuck you. I got a paycheck. Yeah, man. Um, uh, let's, let's uh, you know, okay. Pullman is good. I hey, like Paxton. Paxton, Pullman, Pullman, uh, Paxton. I think Pullman I, I think uh, Letterman did that Casper. bit at the Oscars 15 but years Casper ago. Casper was... Casper. <laughs> Forgot about that shit. <laughs> Just fucking... Can I... Can no, I talk about some Casper for a second Casper. here? Let me break it down. So good. Uh, <laughs> Terrible. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, I, feel like I've seen I haven't it. thought about that movie in forever. Uh, there's, I, I wonder why. I mean, I, look, I used to watch the shit out of that movie because I do like Casper a whole lot as a character. <laughs> but I did what the used to watch The deepness of lot. Casper. Um, uh. <laughs> um, so this was a movie that came out. Um, here's the thing. I'll, I'll go off and start and say this. Um, uh-huh. um, it, it's not an awful movie, but boy, I was bored in it. Um, really? Yeah, I was pretty bored. Um, 
it, it's got it's got some style. It's got some panache. As as short a movie as it is, what's it? Fucking hour and a 90, half, ninety five minutes. Yeah, um, it still felt long to me. Still felt like it probably could have shaved off ten fifteen minutes easily. Um, the it tonally, it's all over the place. I, I watch this movie and I go, this would have been better had Edgar Wright done it. It just uh, well, it feels I mean, like think, it's trying to ape a little bit of that, that a little bit of that kind of feel. I think that that might go without question, but I am going to give a hard disagree to the rest of what you just said. Well, drop it down, motherfucker. Let's hear it. <laughs> I uh, I was I was not bored. Um, I I thought like uh, you know the runtime was just about right to get everything in. I really enjoyed the relationship uh, between Eisenberg and Stewart on screen. Uh, of course I like, I think they're great in Adventureland as well. Yeah. Um, but I also just think like, uh, I don't know. There's just something that's actually like genuinely romantic going on here, which is very rare in a, in an action comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I did think it was really clever, uh, in a lot of its action sequences. Yeah. Could it have possibly used a little more flash? Yeah, I think so. Um, but I think it was fun. I think, uh, like, everybody's great in it. I, I didn't hate anybody. Uh, there was no, like, glaring weakness. Uh, it's got fucking Walton Goggins in it, which already increases the likability of, of how awesome the movie is uh, just by his mere presence on screen. Um, although, admittedly, given very little to do outside of being a, a, a heavy, right? Um, Hmm. I don't know, man. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I thought it was like over the top gory, which was, uh, something that surprised me, like how fucking brutal the violence was. Um, yeah, I don't know. I dug the hell out of this movie. I am really actually kind of upset that it only came in sixth at the box office this weekend. And, uh, that probably kills this, the prospects for a sequel, uh, which Max Landis, who wrote the script, uh, who also wrote Chronicle, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, uh, has already said would be an action movie that's centered around Kristen Stewart's character. Um, I would watch the shit out of that. I'm, I'm like full on team Stewart, by the way. I don't know that people like know that already, but I have stood up for her through five shitty Twilight movies. (laughs) Um, uh, like I think she's, she's, the problem with Stewart is that she broke right uh publicly as a star with yeah. twilight and those <laughs> movies underwrite her character and make her a slack-jawed moron through most no, of it no you're you're not wrong there uh and, and that's the thing is and and i i do like her too and and you're right she got she got shit well and maybe rightfully so because it's it's the movies they are what they are but you know no i mean i i i i like her as an actress and everything i and here's the thing by and large I don't disagree with what your, your main basis basis points of this thing. Um, I think the relationship between them is good. The action is fairly decent. Not amazing, but fairly decent enough. Um, I just think it lacks in certain places. Uh, I really wish... I found the, uh, the Connie Britton and Topher Grace thing a little bit kind of boring. I wish there had been something a little bit more... There's, there's not enough meat on them bones. Well, you know, that, that functions as just your kind of classic uh, setup for getting to the thing, right? Yeah, like, and, like and there's I like a reason Grace, there's not but much there. It's because there shouldn't be. 
I don't think. Maybe, but at the same time, it's just like we don't get enough of like I mean, we kind of, but not not enough to my liking as to why Connie Britton cares as much as she does for these characters or for for, for uh, you know Jesse Eisenberg's character. I mean, I get it to a degree, but I didn't fucking feel it right. Yeah. Um. But and I, I like Tover Grace enough. I don't think he's right for this part at all. Um, I, uh, I thought he was a pretty good smarmy asshole. I, he's a smarmy asshole, no doubt. I just don't. I just. I felt this role could have gone to somebody else. Who I can't. I don't know that I can point you to that person right now. But um, I, I don't know that this was the role for him, or at least maybe even how he played it. I don't know. Well, I liked him. Fuck you then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, I like. I don't hate. I didn't so hate the movie. What we're, what we're saying to you guys, but is I thought that, it was boring. Uh, there are things in this movie that uh, we see exactly the same way. Yeah. <laughs> but but for me, they were firing on all cylinders. And for Adam, they were just puttering along. No, yeah, exactly. It's just like I think there's a lot of decent elements in this, but this it's not enough for me to give any kind of recommendation on this. I don't know, man. I'm going to fucking watch this uh, again probably soon. I enjoyed it. Dude, I really had fun with it. Maybe it was the fact that it was the last thing that I saw this weekend but uh, that wasn't Phoenix, but uh, I enjoyed it. I think of the three big ones, uh, for this one did not connect with audiences and I think that it should have been the one that connected with audiences. Mm. I thought. I don't know. I thought it was funny. I thought it was fun. It's very quick and easy going. And uh, I, I don't know. There's just something about like the, the end of August needing just a little light uh, nothing that, that is just fun and on point. And I enjoyed the hell out of uh, Man From U.N.C.L.E. last week. And I thought this was an amusing component, uh, a different riff stylistically, if you will, on the spy thing. And uh, yeah, that, so that's my take. Fair enough. Uh, speaking of light, fun entertainment that's going to make everybody smile, uh, <laughs> here's the, uh, I was going to say trailer, but they're going to show me uh, a goddamn... Are Serbian film Serbian next, film or? is going to be the next <laughs> one. Do you Jesus. kids like enjoyment? Do you like smiling? Do you like wanting to feel like you want to kill yourself at the end of the day? Oh, by the way, my friends over outside the cinema, they re-released about two weeks ago. I'm I'm, I'm vamping because this ad's going. Um, but uh, they, they had a whole big discussion when Serbian Film actually came out a while back. Uh-huh. And they re-released that on their podcast feed not too long ago. So if you're a fan or not fan of that movie and would like to at least hear some interesting discussion on it, uh, head on over to Outside the Cinema and check that out. It's uh, it's I haven't I haven't listened to it because I haven't I haven't seen them. I've seen bits and pieces, but I haven't seen the whole thing. And I really want to watch it. Like I downloaded it like way back when, but never really got a chance to watch it because uh, from what I understand, you got to be in a little bit of a mindset for that flick. Yeah. You can't you can't go in just going. It's going to be happy roses from here on out. Uh, I hear that definitely not doesn't work out all. like that. Uh, so uh, so let's get into our last new release review of the week, everybody. Here is the trailer for Sinister Two. Oh, baby. Boys, let's uh, let's get ready for bed. Can we just watch till the next commercial? I don't like it when you boys watch stuff like that before bed, okay? So let's go, come on. It's not real, Mom. It's okay if it's not real.
You can only protect yourself from it. I'm worried about Dylan. Why? He's just different. I have something to show you. There are references to Bagul across all cultures. Some believe that it fed over the corruption of innocence. the trailer for Sinister 2, our last new release review of this week. And boy, don't that sound like every horror movie trailer these days. It is one of the most boring trailers I think I've ever heard in my life. And really doesn't convey a lot of the movie, I would say. Which I th- which I think is alright. It's also just... Uh, it's not well constructed. No. Uh, here's the IMDb plot line. A young mother and her twin sons move into a rural... I can never say that word really well. House that's marked for death. It, it's because we're from rural uh, locations. Yeah, because of our it. poor education, we, we get. We didn't have the education. Fuck it. It's like uh, when I was younger, because you know, you, you and I are both from the same sh- shitty small place in South Carolina. Um, it, it, like when I was younger, I used to say horror, but people would think I was saying whore. <laughs> did, did, did anybody ever think that for you? Is like. Because I would say, like, oh, I'm going to watch this horror movie. And All these whores think, in these movies. And, and people would just be like, why are you watching horror movies? All these horror movies. Oh, <laughs> uh, fucking shit. <laughs> I'm going to go watch some horror movies. I'm going to go watch these horror movies. Uh, <laughs> speaking of horror movies, Sinister 2 is the uh, follow-up <laughs> to Sinister. I forget what year that was out. Uh, uh, like, <laughs> literally... Four or five years ago, at this point. yeah, it's so it's they weren't exactly capitalizing on follow up that they were like really excited to get going and then just didn't do it. Uh, I guess it wasn't that long. Was that like? Hold on, I'm going to actually look at this while I'm talking about it. <laughs> How dare uh, we? 2012. So you know, three ish years. Yeah, well, that's that's okay, I guess. I guess, uh, except like who you know, uh, Scott Derrickson's already made like another shitty horror movie since then. And, uh, and he now he's going to go this one, and now he's directing uh, Doctor Strange. You too can fail upwards in the society. I like the first Sinister out. We talked about it last week. Outside mm-hmm. of the last two minutes, that is a good movie. Yeah. Um, 
And this, uh, and uh, so this one's uh, uh, written by uh, Scott Derrickson and C. Robert Cargill, and uh, directed by uh, Syrian Foy. I don't know who that is. Yes, Syrian Foy. Um, uh, he did a pretty good movie a couple years back or a few years back now called Citadel. Okay. Um, Never heard. Which of it. is which is worth checking out. Uh, it's not great, but like if you're a genre guy, that one's worth uh, worth doing. I I can see why he got hired to do this movie. Yeah. Um. So it, yeah, if you hated the last minute of uh, of Sinister like we did, they kind of made that into two hours worth of film here. Uh, well, maybe an hour and a half. Um, but I look. I don't. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I you know, IMDb just kind of gives a little simplized thing here. I, I I didn't get a chance to go back and watch the original like I wanted to. Too much uh, you know stuff on the table uh, to do otherwise. But um, I. I First of all, they just hit the ground running with this thing. They really don't give you a lot of backstory. Um, I mean, that's so that is one thing that I liked about it uh, is that it doesn't spend all that time just telling you explicitly things. But the way they handle it is a little too rushed, right? Like, so the main character in this, or the main guy in this, is uh, is uh, he was a he was the fucking police officer in the first movie, right? That was friends with Ethan Hawke's character, right? But they he was bringing him shit and yeah from the they, from the place. They just referenced that that's what happened. That also, I think, facilitates what I hated about this movie, um, which is that it. I think the most interesting part is that it fills in a little bit of the mythos of of this world, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and the dark forces that they're encountering, but it does it without introducing, uh, or it does it with, with, with introducing nothing of value, uh, narratively. And what I mean by that is that the first one, what was appealing about it was that Ethan Hawke was this, uh, true crime novelist, right. Who, um, was researching a, a crime that had happened and he stumbled upon Bagul. Right. Right. Uh, here, the guy already knows about Bagul. He's been like searching it down. And I think what that gives the film a license to do is um, overplay its hand a little bit to show us a little too much too quickly. Right. Like some of the very first things in this movie that you see are like the ghost kids running around and speaking to the other children in this house. Right. Right. And not even in particularly creepy ways. We're talking uh, literally kids dressed in period clothing um, with very obvious evil intent uh, and pancake makeup. Yes. Come this way, Dylan. Watch these movies. Right. And so it it just it ends up not working. And I think it's because there is they're not focused on the mystery portion of it at all uh and and i don't think that it works no and here's the thing the big you know out outside of like the last thing like i can't much remember about the character but the big you know i mean i guess it's the bad ghoul character or whatever the big kind of mm-hmm. what essentially looks like a, a a fucking member of slipknot yeah well <laughs> he's the boogeyman right like yeah that that is who he is right and they reference that in the movie countless countless times but without giving you any actual real information about that 
Other than like looking kind of weird and stuff, I mean, I, I don't find him overly creepy. I mean, no. Just... Well, and and it's because he, it's there, right? Yeah. I th- you see him right at the front of the movie, like within the first five minutes. The you know the boys and having a nightmare, and then he wakes up and something weird's going on in his closet, and then it cuts to a shot of Bagul standing there, and the kid goes like pulls his covers over his head, and that's five minutes into the movie. There's no suspense. You no got to build it up, man. What works about Bagul in the first one, right, is that Ethan Hawke has no fucking clue what, what's going on. Um, he happens to notice this figure in some photographs of the crime scene. And then weird shit starts happening. That's what works about the first one. It's what I liked about it. Yeah. It's what made it creepy. There's no creepiness here. I mean, it's just like, I mean, it, it feels like they're like, okay, into the first movie, We've shown all the, you know, we've shown our hand. That's the only thing that we could have done. So instead of dealing another hand, we're going to continue to show you the hand that we showed you at the end of, you know, film one. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of wish that they had just... Uh, we shoveled the cards up a little bit, though. I wish that they had just dumped the deputy character and had this only related, like all good horror sequels are, only related through the the demonology aspect of right right all the really good horror sequels are just the demon is continuing to do stuff and there's a new situation uh you know that can manifest sometimes with the same characters but uh it's very infrequent right that that happens like the poltergeist films kind of do that um but outside of that there aren't a lot that that, that are just same characters interacting with the same dark forces. Um, I feel like if this had been a movie that was explicitly focused uh, on Shannon Sossman's character and her sons, um, and then maybe brought in the deputy later as she's trying to figure out what's going on, it would have been a little more formulaic, um, but maybe would have actually worked instead of uh, just trying to be, you know, this interesting mythological sequel uh, to, to what, what had already happened. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is like, and that's what killed me about this movie more than anything, uh, is that I look at it and I can see there's a lot of like, there's a good movie inside here. It just mm-hmm. wasn't made. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I do have to say as well, um, the, the bad guy husband is awful. I mean, the, he, the only like thing he's missing is from, a mustache to twirl. The the first time you see him, like, this guy has anger management issues like I've never experienced <laughs> in my life, right? And I've been around extremely angry people he is, who he have is issues. Like, he is off the chain crazy, and yeah. they don't, they there, never let you not not know that. Yeah, there is nothing that, like, I... I literally do not understand how the character that Shannon Sossaman plays would ever have even been been with this guy at any point based on how he has played in this movie. He's got two, like, like even the time when he's like, where they're trying to get everybody back together and everything. Yeah, the first night that they're back there at the house after he, after he's forced them into it, right? Yes. He's (laughs) like shoving mashed potatoes in his kid's mouth like and like like almost punching him with mashed potatoes like dude two seconds into it too it's not like the kid dragged it out forever it no. was just like eat your food 
Eat your food. That's Not it. I'm cramming it down your oh. fucking throat. And, uh, yeah, like... It, Let it breathe, motherfucker. If, Let it breathe. If, the, if this guy was like that in real life, uh... He, she would not have left him. Who are the courts she, that say this is an okay have, thing? I know they're like, oh, he's got he's got friends at the police office. Blah, well, blah, but blah. here's the thing: like, Fuck if that. somebody's that bad, uh, you have probably thought about and maybe have just fucking killed them. Yeah, right? and like this guy. And so that's the other thing. Like, like he is also the only person that dies in this movie, and I felt nothing about it. I was no. just like, yeah, like I was actually like, yeah, that kid needs to kill his whole family just to kill his fucking dad. Like, <laughs> like fuck, fuck it, man. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry that the nice kid has to die, too, but but also like, fuck that asshole. I'd kill him. I I'd shoot it on sixteen millimeter. Yeah, I just I I I, I don't know. Where you know, so he brings the kid down like to to the basement to watch all these little uh, the, these little uh, films and stuff about uh, how that, they that all the kill their thing people. About this movie, honestly, is that I get to write about it uh, <laughs> because it's all about sixteen millimeter film and like you know, fucking conduits that's which are so... like which are some weird creepy things and like i mean yeah. and and which were kind of cool about you know the last one that we saw had some really cool interesting death shit and everything mm-hmm. uh but ultimately it doesn't really lead anywhere and then it doesn't go to the fruition that they want it to and nor, nor us for that matter right and it i um, I kind of, I kind of like the way that they ended up sort of playing with the brothers against each other a little bit, but like as much as it worked, it still didn't quite hit the mark. That's a, yeah. that to me. That's the biggest thing about this movie is that like I'm not going to go so far as to say it's an awful movie, but it, it frustrates me even more that it it misses as much as it does because mm-hmm. I it feels like there is a good movie in here trying desperately to get out, but it doesn't. Yeah, I think that's spot on. Uh, I just, I, I, there will be another one, and I just hope that, like, I guarantee there's going to be another one, even if it's direct to video. Um, yeah, I, I just hope that, that it. it's it's better than this. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I mean, the biggest problem is just there, like there's nothing that was even remotely scary about this one. The first one, at least, worked your worked its way under your skin a little bit. This one, I was just sitting there like, oh, well. Yeah, you felt something with the first one. There was a, mm-hmm. there was like a, a level of unease the entire time. That was really yeah, there's fun. an intensity to it, all kinds of stuff. And this one just and absolutely. You're, you're invested like nothing. Ethan. You're invested with Ethan Hawke's character trying to figure out what's going on here. Here, the mystery is just on the fucking floor. Again, it is literally showing you all the cards. We're just mixing those cards up a little bit. But there's still the same five cards you saw previously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Exactly. Well, that's it. So two, uh, not not so much recommendations. I mean, if you're a completist uh, or if you really fucking love the first one and you want to see basically the cards reshuffled, hit that one. Uh, but not not a must-see for by any stretch of the means, I don't think. No. Uh So uh, next week, uh, it's uh, we're we're still it's in a that little time. Light week. Summer's over, kids. The party is over. Pack it up. Because <laughs> next week we have uh, No Escape, the movie with New Moon with uh, Owen Wilson and Pierce Brosnan. Uh, where? Hmm? 
and Lake Bell. Oh, was, oh and Lake Bell. was actually the co-star of that movie. Whatever. Brosnan's the got the name, though. Oh, Lake um, Bell is so much better. <laughs> we're going to see, uh, you know, we, we may get around to uh, uh, We Are Your Friends, the new Zac Efron movie. I'm, t- I'm turning around on the Zac Efron. I, am. I, I like him. This movie looks like shit. I, you know, it probably I, is. Like, it looks oh, like Privileged White Boy 8 Mile. <laughs> well, it's like, who gives a shit about an EDM DJ? As, yeah, it's, exactly. It's, 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 it's like, who gives a shit? Upper middle class EDM 8 Mile. <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck. Oh, you're from the fucking valley? Oh, fu- yeah, fucking hardship. You don't live in Los Angeles. Fuck you. I gotta drive 10, 15 minutes to get to the good stuff, man. Yeah, I have to DJ at shitty clubs. Guess what, man? DJing isn't, like, a a thing. <laughs> I mean, like, it is, and I like EDM. I'm not, but also, like, just the whole premise just fucks me off, man. I just can't. So we're going to be talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Uh, we're also going to be talking about uh, the end of tour, end of the tour, rather. Uh, yep. The the new uh, film about what was the cat's name? I always uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I think it's Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Jonathan Taylor Thomas is. Cl- <laughs> uh, <laughs> I want to see that movie. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor Thomas. We get to see his last home improvement uh, episode. <laughs> that's a, it's about Jonathan Taylor Thomas uh, and his uh, year long conversation with a Rolling Stone reporter. <laughs> What was it? What was it like to work with Tim Allen? (laughs) Fucking stupid. Uh, But it works. uh, David Foster Wallace, right? David Hyde Pierce. David. (laughs) David. So we'll be talking about those movies next week, and maybe some more. Uh, You know, at the end of the day, it's what we do here. We sit back. We talk about these movies. Yeah, I mean, whether you like it or not. I mean, <laughs> we hope you like it. We hope you like it. Downloading and listening. Which, by the way, if you do like it, why don't you head on down to uh, the iTunes there? Uh, we've had two new uh, reviews and not too awful long, and we suggest that you do the same too because that's going to help us get to more than six people that listen to this fucking show. So, for those of you who have, thank you so much. And for those of you who will, thank you in advance, and we'll read it on the show and we'll praise you and we'll think that, you know, you're the best person that ever did be. And uh, you know, because you are, because you are, you and took gosh the time. Darn it, people like you. indeed. Uh, so, and that is it, everybody. Until next week, for Matt Smith, I'm Adam Portress. Take it easy, everybody.
that song's fucking 22 years old. Fucking crazy. It is crazy. Still fucking good. Still damn good. Yeah. Oh, Sorry, man. I was uh, distracted. I've uh, been looking at... Uh, <laughs> Pornography. Trailer, looking called. up trailers for Catch That Kid. Catch That Kid? What the fuck <laughs> is that? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> is that a Dateline special? <laughs> no, it was uh, an early uh, Case Do movie that I had totally forgotten she was in. <laughs> um, no, it was a fucking kids movie about, uh, you know, she has to, her father gets in trouble and she has to go and um, steal money from a bank and I shit. I thought she become a lawyer. <laughs> uh, yes. She becomes a lawyer and has to fight hard through the legal system. Uh, and file a lot of paperwork. <laughs> yeah, indeed. What if it um, all was just paperwork? <laughs> you see these uh, movies where they come through, and it's just like, look, kid, uh, there's a lot of fucking red tape we got to go through. <laughs> uh, I know you think that you're just going to get up here and you're going to defend your father, and he's going to be, you know, a free man at the end of this, and we all hug. There's a goddamn shitload of paperwork you got to go through to fucking make this happen. So um oh God. here's a here's a couple of books. I just can't even deal with what you're talking about right now. Have at it. I just can't even deal I couldn't either. With what you're talking about right now. Well, I mean, I don't know. Uh, you know, at least God, at least say that there's like what's the next like big big thing on the horizon for us, man? Cuz I just like coming up. I mean, the big one. I mean, there's at least I don't think it's, I think it's like October that we're really start to get, you know, the good I mean, shit. September is kind of a wasteland. Uh, it is from, from what I remember, not good looking. You know, like the the transporters coming out, goo refueled. I kind of um, want to see. I mean, I don't, I don't have high expectations, mind you. Uh, but this, the Dragon Blade. Do you see the trailer for this? No. Well, how many Jackie Chan, John Cusack movies do you know, motherfucker? Oh God. Because Jackie Chan, John Cusack, I mean, and look, Adrian September Brody. has some stuff that may be interesting, but will likely not be because it's still coming out in September, right? Uh, the visit, um, the visit, I'm interested in it a little bit. The visit, there's um, uh, the movie um, Black Mass will either be like good or a giant crap pile. I don't know that it could have much in between. Well, I like Scott Cooper. Right, uh, who made out of the furnace and get low, um, and and Crazy Heart? I think uh, he directed Crazy Heart. He wrote or was in Get Low. I can't remember. Anyway, he was known. He's in that, right? Uh, but Crazy Heart, out of the furnace, and this. So, so I like you remember out of the furnace, right? That yeah. Christian Bale flick. Uh, he was like, I don't know, it was a crime thing. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty good. Um, I think Black Mass will probably be that caliber. Um, yeah. Hopefully Johnny Depp gives an okay performance instead of just fucking squandering even more of my I, time. What did I, I don't, I don't remember if I read it somewhere or something, but I think. I may, oh, no, my God, on list. There it is. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, we're good. Uh, I, I don't know if it was you. I remember where I forgot. Somebody said this, where it was just like, Johnny Depp can no longer play a human being. <laughs> It was not me. It was a great... I don't know where I read it or heard it or whatever. It was just like, Johnny Depp can't even play a human being anymore. He's mm-hmm. just not... Like, he's... I, you know, he's not a person. He's just a person who does things. Uh, Cicero looks like it might be good. Sicaria? No, Cicero. Emily Blunt? Yeah, the, the Sicaria? 
S I C A R I O. That's that's Mexican, son. For Cicero? for Cicero, I don't know. That's well, it's either Cesario or Sicario. Cicario, but it's it's definitely not Cicero. I didn't. It's not Cicero. It says you're saying Cicero. Listen, I've had a couple tonight. I had an office party. That one looks okay. I drank beers at it. The big one I'm waiting for in September, as anybody can guess, is is definitely, definitely Hotel Green Transylvania Inferno. Two. No, Green Inferno, right? I've heard uh, some things. That's the one I'm waiting for. Uh, I've heard some things. I I have from people avoided that avoided literally all of those it. things and don't give a shit. Um, I, I'm definitely going to see it and form my own opinion about it. I am interested in seeing uh, Everest in the IMAX. I think that'll be. I don't know if it'll be a great movie, but I think it'll be cool to see in 3D and shit. I think it'll be a fine movie. I, just I think like, like that and like uh, like the walk. I think those are going to put nice use to 3D. Yeah, we'll see. Make you feel like you at least paid. You know, you you, you paid money and you got something for it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't well, think we hit anything like. No, I mean it's it is October is like the the month when things start coming out again, right? Uh, yeah, Crimson Peak. That's a big one. Crimson Peak. Uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing what Victor Frankenstein's going to be. I think Bridge of Spies looks really good. Uh, I was intrigued by the multiple Scouts Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse trailers that were before my movies this week. Did you get any of that? Uh-uh. So uh, they're like these little 15-second spots, basically. That oh, are red band no. I, like, they're so quick, I forgot about them. And, but there, there were like three of them back in to a back row. To back. What the fuck was that shit? I'm just I like, mean, are we watching YouTube? <laughs> it's a fucking Instagram thing uh, for 15 I mean, I seconds. Like, oh, I get the conceit, right? Like it's the individualized badge thing is the trailer, but also just like fucking show that works tra- on the internet, trailer. not inside of a theater. Yeah, um, but I am interested to see what that movie ends up being. I don't, you know, that's a good question. I don't know. Well, this I mean, is what I, I found out. I like out. the idea. Z- like zombie apocalypse and Boy Scouts. I think that I'm interested in Last Witch Hunter, which is also coming out in October. I, ooh, hmm. I think it will be terrible. I'm interested in it. You know what? You know what I just found out today? Yeah. Was that there's a fucking Ring 3, Ring 3 movie coming out called just oh, called yeah. Rings? I did not fucking know this at all. Yeah, that's been on the horizon for a minute, man. Where you been? Who asked for this? Uh, I don't know. Isn't uh, isn't the new uh, Paranormal Activity finally coming out in October yes, as well? That I'm well, I'm interested in it in a way. I don't know that I like that we can see the ghosty things. Uh, it's going to be in 3D, so I think that's at least going to be add something to it. Whether or not, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm look, man, I'm. I think it would be dope. I don't think they got the balls I've to only do it. Disliked one of those movies. Yeah, I'm the same. So, uh, yeah, because four sucked. Yeah. Um, but I think it would be, they ain't got the balls to do it. I don't think. I think it would be interesting if, if, like, because the whole conceit is, is like, we now have like a camcorder that can fucking see the darkness, the evil, or whatever. Uh, yeah. If you took on and off the 3D glasses at points, I think that would add a fun element. I think a lot of people would be pissed. A lot of people wouldn't like it. Something about it tells me that would be fun. 
Just yeah, to add a, a new a, weird a very fucking thing to 50s it. 50s William Castle gimmick. Oh, I know. Thing, right? Oh, I know. And, and I that's, what I think, that's what I, I think would, think would totally would fucking work with this. Because this is not a movie that people just go like, oh, it needs to, it's a paranormal activity movie. The fucking prestige and, you know, uh, fucking whatever of this movie. No, it's a fucking silly little fucking ghost movie. Shut the fuck up. Take the glasses on and off. I think it would be fun. But yeah, we need that little William Castle ghost, you know, finder dealie. We need that shit, and we could do it in the form of 3D glasses. It's already there. You already got the stuff. When the, when the guy looks in the camera, you put the glasses on and you're there. Fucking a! You know what movie I'm looking forward to Christmas time now? What? There's only eight billion of them. No, no, no. I mean, well, it's I guess it's technically coming out on Thanksgiving. All right. The trailer for the night before has me ready to see that movie. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I like everybody involved. It's also like uh, the director Jonathan Levine is also really good. What do I know um, him from? Uh well like so all the boys love Mandy Lane right Wackness fifty fifty warm bodies fifty fifties and warm bodies those are the ones I really know him from yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, which like, are both great he's he's on point and uh, I think if if he's handling the the directing and the script is funny I mean I I thought I laughed at the trailer I thought it was funny yeah um but I also like all those guys I'm maybe the last holdout in my friend group here in Atlanta that gives a shit about whatever Seth Rogen's doing. I'm um, I'm down with I the just, guy. I just like that guy, man. Yeah. No, I'm I'm on board. Like I yeah, I can't I can't help it. I just like that guy. Yeah. I I'm down with his dopey bullshit. Yeah, I mean, look, look, you got to I mean, if you know what you're getting into and you know, here's the thing. It's like if you go and eat shitty fast food and you know that that's what you're going to eat, if you're high, it's great. If you're high, fucking nothing is better than some fucking jack-in-the-box. When you were high as shit at 11 o'clock and you're just like, I got to eat something. Oh, my God, it's great. And, you know, I mean, but if you know what that's what you're doing going in, you're fine. You know, you don't need to eat fucking something fancy. You ain't, we ain't fancy here. No. That's the film fine. We ain't uh, fancy. Hashtag. All right. Well, um, I think that's it. That's, that's it. our post thing. I've got to roll. Yeah, me too. I gotta be up at fucking six o'clock in the morning at mm-hmm. least if I'm lucky. All right, mm-hmm. guys. Uh, see you next week. All right, man.